I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome back to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show live on Twitch. If you're not following me on Twitch, if you're watching this on YouTube or listening on podcast, that address is twitch.tv slash Tyler Morgan Show. Super easy to find. You can also find this, uh, the replay, like I said, on YouTube and also on Rumble. Go to rumble.com and search Relentless Daring, as in Relentless Daring Media Networks, and you will find it there. Um, all right, before I get into what is going to be the last show of 2022, I need to tell you about my good friends at American Pride Roasters. Yes, American Pride Roasters bringing me the finest coffee out of the South Central Iowa area. Uh, Dave Matthews and Faith and everyone there at American Pride Roasters, they create an amazing, amazing assortment of coffees. Uh, depending on what you're into, do you like dessert coffees? They have some that have uh, uh, the Hamilton Burr, has a hint of blueberry, and just it's a great, it's a great dessert coffee. Uh, if you're like me, you prefer just the straight, straightforward coffee. They have so many great flavors. Um, the Reagan Time for Choosing. Uh, I'm a fan of the Teddy Roosevelt, the Frederick Douglass, the Thomas Paine uh, Age of Reason remix. So many great flavors of coffee to choose from and so many great flavors. And it goes into supporting a small business. So please check them out, America Pride Roasters. Uh, when you get there, when you make your order and your special instructions, Tell them that you heard about through the Tyler Morgan Show because I, I don't have a discount link or anything like that. So it is what it is. They, don't, they haven't given me a discount code, but I gladly talk about them because their product is so amazing. American Pride Roasters, APRCoffee.com. Historically, great coffee. Ladies and gentlemen, as I get started on this final episode of 2022, let me tell you, first and foremost, it is a milestone. It is a great day, if you want to call it that. It's the anniversary of the White House's proclamation that this will be a winter of death. I didn't print out the full transcript, so I have to come here and do, do, do click here, click there, and 
This is from President Joe Biden one year ago, 4.48 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Folks, I'm not going to take questions today because I have a direct message to the American people and and tomorrow the, the team is going to be on television and talking in more detail about what I'm going to be speaking about today. But I want to send a direct message to the American people. Due to the steps we've taken, Omicron has not yet spread as fast as it would have otherwise done and is happening in Europe. But it's here now, and it's spreading, and it's going to increase. For the unvaccinated, we are looking at a winter of severe illness and death. If you're unvaccinated for for themselves, their families, and the hospitals, they'll soon overwhelm. But there's good news. If you're vaccinated and you have your booster shot, you're protected from severe illness and death, period. Okay, I'm going to stop there because... All right, so at this point in December of 2022, I had been vaccinated for all of two weeks. Had the second dose of Moderna a couple weeks earlier. And, oh, my God, that was the worst... 36 hours of my life is following that second shot. I had a fever. I had the chills. I had the body aches. I was dying. But it's all good because you know what? I survived. Only to catch COVID, the Omicron variant. Shortly after, um, I think January, February, somewhere in that that time frame, I got the I got the Rona. Went through the house. My wife, who had had the original strain of COVID, I slept in bed next to her the entire time she was sick. I never got the COVID. Then, like all the kids got the COVID, some of the yeah, I got the COVID this time because. Despite what our illustrious president said, we were not, in fact, safe. We sat and we watched the uh, watched everyone who was vaccinated get sick, and all through twenty twenty two, celebrities, government officials, politicians. Oh, I've tested positive for COVID nineteen, but fortunately, I I'm vaxxed and fully boosted, and my symptoms are 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 great. So I'm gonna be out of the limelight for a while. It's like if if you were vaxxed and boosted, theoretically, according to the way vaccines have always worked in the past, unless it was the flu shot. The flu shot, which is a 50-50 shot. They go, okay, is it going to be influenza A or influenza B that's going to be the one that wipes out half of our workforce? They make an educated guess. They produce the vaccine for either A or B. And then, like, 90% of the time, it ends up being the opposite one. So the flu vaccines are not very effective. But, 
a year ago, we were being told through blatant disinformation that it was going to be a winter of severe illness and death. But here we are. In the past 12 months, I've known exactly zero people who have died because of COVID. Don't get me wrong. I've known exactly zero people who've had a serious reaction and to the point of being hospitalized for the vaccine. So I'm not saying that COVID is not still killing people. I'm not saying that COVID was not nearly as deadly, even though all the evidence point to Omicron being way less deadly than was advertised. Um, I'm saying I don't know anyone who died of COVID. Um, yep. My aunt had passed away from COVID the previous summer in 2021. And that was rough. But yeah, we got over it. But life went on. We, We had so many people who, you know, that I know who've been vaccinated. I know a lot of people who haven't been vaccinated. And I'm not going to try saying what's happening with VAERS and the, you know, alleged 15,000 deaths associated with the vaccine. I'm not saying that those are made up. I believe they're 100% uh, fall in line with the vaccine. Now, could there be a little element of, well, correlation does not mean causation? Yes, it's possible. Uh, Governor DeSantis of Florida, he has already instituted uh, his Department of Health to start looking at these people who have died suddenly as re- within within a matter of weeks of getting the COVID jabs. Because there's a lot of questions there. And we as Americans, we're entitled to question our government. You know, it's kind of a, you know, that, that whole First Amendment thing. We have a right to question our government. We have a right to question the information they're putting out. We have a right to question any narrative that is coming out of the White House, out of Congress, out of any of these executive branch offices that are purporting to be experts. And as a result, um, I'm amazed at, how often we just get shot down. We get told, oh, we're crazy. You you can't talk about the COVID. Anything you say is going to get people killed. You might grab on to die. Well, I mean, grandma has a hefty chunk of money for me in the wills. I'm not saying I'd be opposed to it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Say the quiet part out loud. (laughs) Back off. But that's just the insanity. We we spent the last two years being told, no, we can't question narratives. No, we can't say, um, have we really looked into this? Have we really, absolutely made sure these vaccines are safe and effective on something other than eight mice? You know, like humans. But, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, the reason why they didn't test on more than eight mice, the reason why they didn't want to do, you know, 
long-term clinical testing, it's because we are the guinea pigs. Yes, that's right. All all the evidence that they're getting for how effective or ineffective the vaccine is and about how effective or ineffective the the boosters are, it's coming from real-world data from you and I. Yes, that's right. I'm not saying the government would ever, ever, ever Go out of their way to use the American people to test their hypotheses, to observe uh, the course of a of an illness, just to see what people do, just to see how they react. But then again, um, it was our United States government that conducted the Tuskegee syphilis experiments. It was our own illustrious Dr. Anthony Fauci the saint of Washington, D.C.C., who at one point in his career decided that, you know, we can't get enough adults to volunteer for this HIV vaccine we've been developing at the, at the National Institutes of Health. I have an idea. We're going to take New York foster children who are wards of the state. We don't have to have uh, parental consent because we just have to get the state of New York to say, yeah, shoot our uh, foster kids full of crap, see what happens. And they did. I We had the United States government using children who are not of the age of consent. They're not 18. They cannot say, yeah, let's do this. They don't have a parent who can step in and go, whoa, 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 whoa. Easy, Sparky, slow it down. Before you start jabbing kids in my arms, Tell me what's going on. Instead, we got, yeah, just to use the kids. Ain't no one care about them anyway. I mean, look at them. They're they're foster kids for crying out loud. And, and, And that's sad that our own government just use us as guinea pigs. And then the minute you try to say anything about it, the minute you try to say, hey, there's an issue here. Hey, the way they're saying to treat this, there's better ways that are far more cost-effective for hospitals, for individual patients. No, you must use the remdesivir and kill your loved one's kidneys. (laughs) Ridiculous. Yeah, I I had Dr. Williams on the show. Um... He treated thousands of patients, and he came up with a plan that it was accurate, it was effective. He had he had zero COVID deaths within his patient load. If that tells you anything, um, then you get guys on Twitter, uh, big name scholars and researchers surgeons, guys like Dr. Robert Malone, who helped develop mRNA technology, uh, and so many others, who they had their accounts taken off, banned, dropped, given the boot, because they had the audacity to challenge the narrative. Uh, Dr. Andrew Boston, I remember this, sitting in the studio of the Steve Dace program when Steve came in and is getting ready to do the show. And he just looks at Todd and goes, well, Boston got kicked. 
because he shared a study. He he didn't put any commentary. He didn't editorialize. He just shared a study that showed the boosters can affect male sperm motility. That's a uh, bit of redundancy there, but in this society, you have to be. Because this is a society where you can have female sperm because you're trans and you have not removed the twigs and berries from your yard. But you know, Dr. Boston shared a medical study from a legitimate journal that said, hey, uh, we, we've uh, seen that this lowers motility and therefore could possibly have an effect on reproduction. Reduction. Huh. Weird. And he, he got banned. Uh, Steve Dace, he shared the study again with the, the evil D word you're not allowed to use. He said depopulation. And I mean, he caught eight hours. And it's like, holy cow. Eight hours for have for reading the tea leaves in a way that they didn't like it was insanity and it still goes on you have people who are die hard oh, you got to get the shots you have to have your 97 boosters no no i i got the shots and i haven't gotten the boosters because number one i like my sperm to have some motility if you know what i'm saying and number two the first the second shot i got like to kill me just with the fever and body aches. And it's like, it was like having the flu for 36 hours. That just wrecks you. I remember being at work, looking at one of my supervisors going, this is the worst idea I've ever had. And he's like, why? What? I'm like, I got the jab and it's killing me. It's, total insanity and the fact that to this day we're still kind of shunned this will probably catch some attention from the YouTubes I'm not I wouldn't be shocked Uh, Spotify will probably put a warning label on this episode because hey why not why not just go hey uh, he talks about COVID but if you want the real information you need to come over here to the approved sources from the United States government i.e. the United States government, who you're going to read from them on their website. And that's just how it goes, unfortunately. It's, we get completely bowled over and ignored. And if we're not being ignored, if people are paying attention to you, they do go, they do everything to just shut you down. But that being said, congratulations. If you are here listening to this show and you are unvaccinated, you have survived the 2021 through 2022 winter of severe illness and death. All right. So now that I've gotten out, gotten through that, I'm going to take a little bit before the break here and the Twitter files. I know I have been kind of 
being hands off because there's more and more information that keeps coming out. Well, we know the FBI used Twitter to kind of, hey, uh, you need to uh, stifle that for the time being because, you know, we don't want to you your platform to have a, have an undue influence on the outcome of the race, if you know what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, cool. We kind of figured that 2016, 2020, 2018 midterms. Well, just because they have new leadership at Twitter doesn't necessarily mean that the FBI has changed its game. And this is coming out of Breitbart. Twitter files, FBI targeted right side broadcasting network for censorship ahead of midterms. The FBI's National Election Command Post sent an email asking its San Francisco field office to pressure Twitter to censor the right side broadcasting network, a conservative news, a conservative news channel made popular by streaming Trump campaign rallies two days before the 2022 midterms <laughs> in the email dated November 6, 2022, the NECP gave its San Francisco field office a list of 25 accounts, quote, being utilized to spread misinformation about the upcoming election, end quote, a list which included RSBN. The NECP asked the field office to coordinate with Twitter to determine whether the accounts identified below have violated Twitter's terms of service and may be subject to any action deemed appropriate by Twitter. So the FBI is narking. The National Election Command Post is requesting assistance from SF regarding coordination with Twitter. Specifically, the NECP has been made aware of tweets by certain accounts that may warrant additional action due to the accounts being utilized to spread misinformation about the upcoming election. Specifically, NECP is requesting the following. One, coordination between San Francisco and Twitter to determine whether the accounts identified have violated the Twitter terms of service. Why is the FBI giving a rat's furry anus about a private company's terms of service? The issuance of preservation letters regarding the accounts identified below in order to preserve subscriber information and content information pending issuance of legal process. So, Oh, we don't have a warrant yet, but we're going to say, hey, uh, we're planning on getting a warrant, so don't delete that. Keep it, uh, you may uh, suspend them, but make sure you keep the keep the records of what they were texting in case we got to prosecute them. Any location information associated with the accounts that Twitter will voluntarily provide to, to aid the FBI in assigning any follow-up deemed necessary to the appropriate FBI field offices. So again, kind of like... Uh, the whole Jan 6 investigation where they're using geofencing and catching everybody they can. We want to make sure there wasn't some crazy insider who's trying to pull this off. Emails came to light in another installment of the Twitter files. Elon Musk Twitter once again disclosed documents to a journalist, in this case Matt Taibbi, which shed light on the inner workings of censorship at the social media platform. And this kind of picks up mid-thread. Of the six accounts mentioned in the previous two emails, all but two, Claire Foster, Ph.D., and App From Ma, were suspended. 
In an internal email from November 5th, 2022, the FBI's National Election Command Post, which compiles and sends on complaints, sent the San Francisco field office a long list of accounts that may additional may warrant additional scrutiny. Twitter dubbed this installment Twitter, the FBI subsidiary. Uh, Twitter's contact with the FBI was constant and pervasive, as if it were a subsidiary. Wrote Taibbi, between January 2020 and November 2022, there were over 150 emails between FBI and former Twitter trust and safety chief Yoel Roth. Quote, some are mundane, like San Francisco agent Elvis Chan wishing Roth a happy new year, along, along with a reminder to attend our quarterly call next week. Others are requests for information into Twitter's users related to active investigations. But a bit surprisingly high, but a, but a surprisingly high number are requests by the FBI for Twitter to take action on election misinformation, even involving joke tweets from low follower accounts. That makes me want to go back and look and see if maybe I made the list of who needs to be observed. Taibbi noted the FBI's involvement combating misinformation is a relatively recent development. The Foreign Influence Task Force, the FTIF, I feared that would be the FITF, but what do I know? I'm just a dumb civilian. was created in the wake of the 2016 election. The task force, wrote Taibbi, swelled to 80 agents and corresponding, corresponded with Twitter to identify alleged foreign influence and election tampering of all kinds. The Twitter files explain that Taibbi show, quote, agencies like the FBI and DHS regularly sending social media content to Twitter through multiple entry points, pre-flagged for moderation. With its targeting of RSBN, the Twitter files appear to show something more than that. The federal authorities trying to suppress journalism. And that is truly the worst part. The whole idea that people trying to use their freedom of speech, their freedom of the press, to get information out there, good, bad, indifferent, and let the American people decide for themselves, do I believe this or is it a bunch of bunk? It... it the government really exists to protect itself. The FBI doesn't give a rat's ass about prosecuting uh, low- and mid-level federal offenders because, well, you know, that's all well and good. But, hey, that journalist could be, uh, could be helping to create a resolution in the House to cut our funding and I lose my job. The 87,000 IRS agents who are supposedly already started could lose their jobs before they even really get into it. Government exists to protect itself from us because the government hates us. Period. End of freaking story. Even on a budget, Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know... After having this board for over a year, do you think I would learn? I have to hit the red button to turn my mic back on before I just start. Yeah. For those of you who are listening to the audio only of this, I was making weird faces and pretending to speak to demonstrate for the video users that I'm dumb. All right. So back into the swing of things. Um, so last month, there was the horrible, horrible shooting at the uh, the gay club in Colorado Springs. Much ado has been made over, ah, why, if he kidnapped and threatened to blow up his mom, uh, why, why was he able to do it? Well, this goes back to the whole known wolf thing. It's weird how these guys, they get picked up or... People point them out to law enforcement, and all this goes on. Law enforcement knows who they are. Yet, the tragedy is still allowed to happen. Uh, The Parkland shooting in 2017. The shooter, whose name I will not say, uh, he had been twice reported to the FBI for making terrorist threats via social media. But, huh, they, the FBI was a little busy doing other things to look into a kid making threats to shoot up the school. Oh, my. The guy in Buffalo, known wolf. The guy who shot up the church in Texas, known wolf. Uh, the Vegas shooting, a known wolf. Yet it keeps happening. Now I'm I'm not uh, at, not trying to advocate that we have a future crimes division, you know, and putting uh, putting Tom Cruise in charge of it. I, I'm not doing that at all. But it is kind of crazy that um, these guys who have caught the attention of law enforcement have somehow managed to continue to slip through the cracks and conduct these horrible, horrible, outrageous crimes. Like I said, the uh, in 2021, just last year, the, the gay club shooter, he put himself on the radar in a big way, yet still somehow, somehow, managed to remain free And go on to commit this horrible atrocity. This is coming from AP. 
So you know it's just an absolute bastion of right-wing reporting. All right, a judge dismissed the 2021 kidnapping case against the Colorado gay nightclub shooter, even though she had previously raised concerns about the defendant stockpiling weapons and explosives and planning a shootout. Court transcripts obtained Friday by the AP's reveal. Relatives, including the grandparents who claimed to have been kidnapped, had also told Judge Robin Chittam in August of last year about in the shooter's, I almost said his name, struggles with mental illness during a hearing at which the judge said the shooter needed treatment or, quote, it's going to be so bad, end quote, according to the documents. Yet no mention was made during a hearing this July of the suspect's violent behavior or the status of any mental health treatment. Hmm. So he's not being treated for the mental health issues that he probably has. And Chittam, who had received a letter late last year from relatives of the shooter's grandparents, warned the suspect was certain to commit murder if freed, granted a defense attorney's motion to dismiss the case as a trial deadline loomed, and the grandparents had stopped cooperating. And there's the key. I had asked this question. How had he done this, yet he was still free? Threatening to kill people with a bomb, kidnapping family members, yet he was still out walking the streets. Much like the FBI and bureaucracies in general look to protect themselves, the shooter's grandparents look to protect themselves. They look to protect their grandson because, oh, he's got problems and he, he just doesn't know. Okay, you know what? Very seldom do mental health issues get people out of jail. I mean, that's just a fact of life. It's a, They're very difficult uh, trials to engage in because you can get people who are very, very convincing. Or you can get people who they legit have the illness, but they've gotten so good at coping with it, just, you know, they just kind of, Slip by. The, the revelation that Chittam regarded the defendant as a potentially serious threat adds to the advance warnings that authorities are known to have had about the shooter's increasingly violent behavior, and it raises more questions about whether the recent mass shooting at Club Q in Colorado Springs could have been prevented. Yes. Five people were killed, 17 wounded on November on the November 19th attacks. The shooter was charged last week with 305 criminal counts, including hate crimes and murder. The shooter's public defender has declined to talk about the case, and investigators have not released a motive. Harvard law professor Alan Dershowitz, and I love the Dersh because he's not one of us. He is a committed Democrat, a committed liberal, and He's very good at going, okay, that's a ball, that's a strike. Oh, that was just, that was so close to being a ball, but it still kind of went over the plate just a smidge, so it's a strike. I mean, that that's how he is. He will call, he will call it, even if it goes against what he believes. If it goes against his political leanings, 
he will still call it. He he might have to hold his nose and you know have it at the end of a ten meter cattle prod, but he will call things as they are and not just kind of gloss over it because he doesn't want to upset his side. Dershowitz said transcripts of court hearings in the case confirmed his view that more could have been done to prevent the violence. Dershowitz acknowledged that he didn't know every detail in front of Chittam during the last during the hearings, but said that while judges are typically supposed to be umpires, quote, judges are usually more aggressive in cases like this when the handwriting is on the wall, end quote. In many cases, Dershowitz said, prosecutors can overreach to get a conviction, but, quote, here you have the legal system failing, end quote. Chittam's comments in Blank's kidnapping case had previously been under a court seal that was lifted last week at the request of prosecutors and news organizations, including the AP. Chittam's assistant, Chad D., said Friday the judge declined to comment. Quote, you could have been planning for something else, Chittam told Blank during the August 2021 hearing after the defendant testified about an affinity for shooting firearms and a history of mental illness. Quote, it didn't have to do with your grandma or grandpa. It was saving those, all those firearms and trying to make this bomb and making statements about other people being involved in some sort of shootout and a huge thing. And that's what's kind of what it turned into. Blank, whose defense lawyers say he is non-binary and uses they-them pronouns, spoke to Chittam in a court that day about repeated abuses as a young child by their father and longtime struggles with severe PTSD and bipolar disorder, the transcript shows. <sighs> yeah, it just keeps going on. The grandparents, in an effort to protect a loved family member, stopped cooperating. And it allowed this to happen. On the emotional side, I understand where they come from. I have depression and PTSD. I've got, in my house right now, I have ADHD, depression, uh, oppositional defiance disorder, uh, DMDD, and all these other alphabet uh, behavioral and mental health issues that, yeah, I do my best to protect my kids because they have these issues. But at the same time, I don't use them as a bloody shield to protect them from consequences of wrongdoing. And that's where the grandparents truly fail. They stop cooperating because... Oh, we don't want little Blank to go to jail and be in trouble for the rest of his life. He has so much to live for. Yet, he turned around and he did this a year later. It is a When Alan Dershowitz calls this a complete failure of the justice system, he ain't wrong, folks. When you have... This kind of breach of the public trust 
it's time for you to step down. And I strongly encourage that judge in Colorado, if she is still serving, please step down. All right, so last story of 2022. I would be remiss if I did not talk about climate change and how it's truly affecting us for, for the worse. Oh, my God, climate change. Climate's changing. Oh, my God. This uh, wonderful piece from The Guardian Almost 8,000 U.S. shootings attributed to unseasonable heat, study says. Now, again, is this a case of correlation does not equal causation? Just a thought. Almost 8,000 shootings in in U.S. cities in recent years were attributable to unseasonably warm temperatures. According to a new study, the researchers said the... uh, said the work suggests the climate crisis could be contributing to increased gun violence by pushing temperatures beyond the normal ranges. Shootings were already known to peak in summer, but when, when people are outside more, when the heat can increase aggression. But new research took account of the season and showed that above average temperatures at any time of the year increase the risk of shootings. Yes, because above, above normal temperatures in Alaska in the wintertime I mean, you're just so froggy and happy to be out in the world that well, while the sun's up for the next three hours, you want to go out and kill people. Right. And I will say, uh, I will agree with part of this premise that shootings do get worse when it's hot because people get sweaty, irritable, and gross. Uh, look at the... Uh, the son of Sam case. David Berkowitz went on his killing spree during a period of unseasonably warm temperatures. So it, it is possible you could make a partial argument based on that alone. The study, the largest to date on the issue, assessed shootings in 100 U.S. cities from 2015 to 2020. Scientists said the knowledge that usually warm weather were linked to an increase in shooting incidents would enable community prevention measures to be targeted towards hotter days. They also said increasing tree cover and green spaces can reduce gun violence, especially in the most deprived neighborhoods. Typically, those neighborhoods are so deprived because progressives pushed low-income, low-wage-earning people who didn't look like them into these small little, I don't want to use commune, enclaves, these small enclaves. Like New York, you have Harlem, you have uh, Chinatown, Miami, you have Little Havana, I mean... St. Louis, you have uh, you have Mob Hill, where uh, a lot of the uh, Italian people have settled outside the city limits. So I mean, yeah, they were pushed there by people who hated them and didn't want them around. 
anyways, but the whole idea of tree cover and green spaces, um, I really don't know how much that would affect. I mean, I'm just going to sit under the tree and clean my Glock. That way I'm not going out and shooting people. I, I, I don't know. Uh, firearm violence is a leading public health crisis in the U.S. And researchers said, and researchers said that the the rate of gun murder has risen significantly since the historic low in 2014. And in 2020, firearms were the leading cause of death for children and adolescents. Many of those are suicide. They leave that part out. Quote, we saw a really consistent overall relationship between temperature and a higher risk of shootings, said Dr. Vivian Lyons at the University of Washington, Seattle, who led the research. When we are aware that firearm violence is far more likely to happen on hotter days, regardless of the season, it can help inform violence prevention efforts. There was a concern I had that after the study that firearm-related violence will rise as climate change continues. I mean, this is like grasping at straws. If we can bring together our two favoritest, our two favoritest, most awesome topics that we love to harp on, global warming and gun violence, we will be unstoppable. That's what it feels like. I, it's straight pandering, regardless of what you think about it. They know who their audience is, and they want the audience to just, oh my God, look, have you seen this? Oh my God. And that's where we're at in society, where you can't say a mass shooting or even just interpersonal violence is on the rise because of you know things out of personal control. I get it. Sometimes your situation sucks in life. I've seen guys who came from those situations who turned their lives around and got the hell out. I've been on days where it's been 115, 120 degrees, and it's like, ugh, it's so freaking hot. But I've never felt inspired to commit murder as a result of the increased temperatures. So, again, I think this is a uh, total misrepresentation of the article. And that, generally speaking, is just merely propaganda. All right, so that's going to do it for me for 2022. Let me say, ladies and gentlemen, those of you who have been along for this ride this year and have been with me as I figured out how to get Acast going and switch over, uh, getting a Twitch stream going, you know, and all the other things that I've asked you to pray with me on, I've asked you to, you know, help out with. Just generally asking you to listen to the show. Thank you so very much. You have made 2022 
a success of sorts. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still haven't gotten the call that, you know, we want to syndicate your show. We think you're awesome. If that ever happens, I will be so excited. But until then, I'm just a humble bloke with a uh, microphone, a board, and lots of things to yell about. So again, thank you so very much for tuning in, listening. If you are new to Relentless Daring and the Tyler Morgan Show, please, on Apple Podcasts, if you want this show and the Whiskey Pod, you can search for the channel Relentless Daring Media Productions. And guess what? You can subscribe to it, and then you'll be subscribed to the Tyler Morgan Show and the Whiskey Pod, which, by the way, last night I uploaded a new episode going over... Find my bottle here. TX brand blended whiskey. Which is really good. I also have published uh, one about the Sazerac rye up there, which is pleasantly kind of citrusy for a high rye whiskey. So again, you're checking those out. Thanks so very much. If you want to support the show, Go to uh, relentlessdaring.com, bottom of the page. You will see the uh, coffee, K-O-F-I link. You can go in there. You can fill it out. You can do a one-time donation, recurring donation, whatever. I'll take your money. It's all good. It all goes into keeping the show running, keep everything fresh. Uh, if I had to buy new equipment, that's what, all, that's what it all goes to. So, again, those of you who are supporting financially, thank you so very much. You can also subscribe to me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Tyler Morgan Show. And there you can get ad-free episodes, early access to interviews. You know, it, it's all good. So please check it out. And again, thank you so much for the financial support. And as always, oh, wait, I didn't do my four things. If you are new to the show and you, you want to keep getting updates, number one, hit the subscribe button, whether it is on Rumble, YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever, follow. Where you can, please rate the show. Looking for five stars. Four will work. Three and below, well, we need to have a conversation about your, what you're doing to your life. Again, oh, and then once you have done that, please, last step, please share this episode with uh, other people who you think will enjoy it. Share it with people who you think will hate it. Share it with people who you think will get so angry they're going to find me and try to gut me like a fish. Either or, I am happy with all of those people checking out my content. It is great. Again, thank you very much for listening. I will see you again in 2023. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Tyler Morgan Show, live and direct from middle of nowhere, Missouri. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Please stay safe, and I will see you back here in a few weeks. Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there or relentlessdaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from purpleplanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1-7